0: Awesome. Well, the Academy looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, um, so don't forget to sign up in the back, guys. So, for those of you who don't mow me, mow me, know me, my name's Matt. Um, <laughs> um, my name's Matt. I've known Daniel for many, many years, and um, I am currently now on staff here at church, and it's my dream job. I absolutely love it. Um, but how many of you absolutely loved that last song that we didn't worship. I mean, the band was good just all around, but that last song, you know, it's, it's called End of Days, and it's written by Hillsong Young and Free, and right now, it's one of my favorite songs. And you know, the, the chorus of that song goes like this. I'm gonna sing until my voice won't let me. As thunder roars, I'll shout your praise. You're the God of everlasting wonder. Your love outlasts the end of days. You know, it's such a good song that talks about God, praising God using your voice. I'm going to sing until my voice won't let me. You know, it's that idea of the voice that's such a wonderful thing. You see, a voice, you can praise, you can communicate with a voice. A voice can be heard coming from one person, or it can be heard coming from a group of people. A voice can be heard, and a voice can be ignored. But everyone, every single person has a voice. Some use it, and some don't. My message tonight is called Speak Up and Speak Loud. And it's about this idea of the voice. But not just the voice, but more the message a voice can give. You know, last time I, if you were here, I talked about speaking life into the individual. I spoke life into you. But tonight, my prayer is to speak life into your generation. To have your generation be empowered and to have a voice so you can sing until it won't let you. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for tonight. I speak over this generation, Father. Put them up, build them up, Father, so that they can have a voice stronger than any other generation before it. Father, I pray that as I speak, that you'd speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to start out with talking about the voice of Jesus, who is the voice that we should model our voice after. And, you know, I'd like to start out by, you know, telling, reading you the lyrics of that end-of-day song. They, see, they say, You came to earth that you created. You walked beneath the stars you named. You came from heaven holding freedom. Jesus Christ, the Lord our God. You authored life, and you wrote yourself in. You dwelt in time that you designed. Creator lived in his creation, completely man and completely God. You know, those are such powerful, such beautiful lyrics. And when we read those, you know, we praise him because, you know, he came to this earth. He lived in his creation for the ultimate purpose of dying on the cross to forgive us of our sins. You know, that's something worth praising him for. But see, what gets me excited is praising him for his other purpose here on earth. And that was he had a message to share, and he used it, sharing with his voice. You see, he lived with purpose through his voice. And all throughout his life, he used it. He healed. He taught. He changed mindsets. And all this was done through his voice, through his message, and the best part was, is it was listened to. People listened to him. It says um, after the Sermon on the Mount in the Bible, it says Matthew seven twenty eight through twenty nine. It says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. You see, Jesus wasn't afraid to be different. When he'd speak. It says that they were astonished and they listened to him because he spoke with authority but not like the teachers of the law. He spoke differently. You guys, we need to speak differently. It is okay to speak differently because people hear it. People listen because they want to know what's different about this message. What's different about this person? And the best part is, is that you know, after Jesus' time here on earth, he gave us a platform to use our voice. And that was when he did the Great Commission. Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen through 20 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. You see, with that Great Commission, he gave us a great platform. A great platform to teach his message that he taught us. So we have a voice, we have a platform, so what makes our voice heard? What makes our voice heard? One thing that can make your voice heard is knowing when to speak and when to listen. Proverbs 17, 27 through 28 says, A man of knowledge uses words with restraint, and a man of understanding is even-tempered. Even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent and discerning if he holds his tongue. You know, it's better said in Ecclesiastes 3.7, which I could have just read this, but not, great of his, not as much of an impact as I wanted, so I'm just adding it. Ecclesiastes 3.7 says, a time to be silent and a time to speak. He's not wanting to take away your voice. He's not telling you, be quiet, because that's what a wise person does. No, what he's saying is, Listen, then speak. There's a time to listen, and there's a time to speak. You know, most of you know that I went to college at Hillsong Bible College in Sydney, Australia. Hence why I guess I'm the kangaroo whisperer. Um, But before I went there, I asked God to do some work in me. And I asked him, Lord, I want to become more wise, and I want to become humble. And for those of you who have asked God for something before, know that if you ask God for something, if you need to be prepared for what he's going to do. Because he will give you what you ask. So I don't really think I thought that through. So when I was at college, um, I was, I was sitting in class, and, and all of a sudden I just felt God saying, Matt, if you want to become wise, bite your tongue. And if you know me, I'm the type of person who, if I have an opinion or if I have something to say, I just got to say it. It's like that itch that no matter how much you scratch it, you can't get rid of it until you actually say something. So I was itching a lot. And I'm like, and finally, probably about a year into college, I'm like, Lord, so I'm, I'm learning to bite my tongue, but when can I speak? And he said, Matt, you'll know when to speak when you're asked. And I'm like, oh, well, how long is this going to take? Because I'm itching. I need to talk. And he said, just patience. And so it took two and a half years. I was there for three years, took two and a half years, and I was sitting in a classroom, and the teacher was, we were doing discussions, and everyone was talking, and I'm just sitting there listening, and it was getting to the point where I actually enjoyed listening. I know, I didn't even want to talk, I actually enjoyed listening, and so I'm just sitting there in the front row, just listening to everyone behind me discuss the topic that we're discussing, And then the teacher asked a question, and no one answered. And she said, Matthew, surely you have something to say. Well, since you asked, I do. And so I got to say what I had to say. God then gave me that voice. So we're not telling you to not talk. But make sure you listen, and then talk. You know, another way to... Um, have your voice heard, is don't doubt with what the Lord tells you. You know, there's a story in the Bible about Zachariah, and he went into the temple, and an angel came to him and said, your wife Elizabeth, who's barren, by the way, meaning she can't have children, she's going to conceive and give birth to a boy. And Zachariah just kind of looked at him and, and said, no, that can't be because she's barren. She can't have children. And in, in, the, in the Bible, in Luke 1, 19 and 20, it says this, Angel answered, I am Gabriel. Sure you are. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true At their proper time. You see, if God gives you a word, whether it's a word for yourself or a word for someone else, don't doubt it. Because as quickly as He gave it to you, He can take it away just as quick. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be like Zacharias and and have that voice mute, like physically, but that word, it will be told, but you may not be the one to tell it. It may go to someone else, and they may actually get to deliver God's word to someone and encourage them and bless them. But if you doubt it, he can easily give it to someone else, and you miss that chance to bless someone or for it to be a blessing to you. And you might ask, yeah, but Matt, I'm too young. I'm only in high school. No one's going to listen to me. You know what, and I'm glad you asked that. I'd like to share with you a story in Luke. Luke 2, 41-49 says this. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. What great parents. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, can someone say Child Protective Services, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Jesus said, Why were you searching for me? He asked, And that's the question you came up with to ask your parents. Anyways, he is Jesus. Did you know I had to be in my father's house? You see, if God gives you a word, it doesn't matter if you're a boy, if you're a girl if you're 12, if you're 10, if you're 50, or 100. It doesn't matter who's saying the word, but whom it's coming from. It doesn't matter who's saying the word. Are you listening to me? But whom it's coming from. See, if it's a word from the Lord, people will listen, no matter what your age, no matter what your gender. If it's from the Lord, it will be heard. Another way to have your voice heard is to share your testimony. Your life has a message. And for others to hear it and be changed by it, you have to have a voice. You see, your message is yours to share. And because you've experienced things, because you went through things, and you've overcome them, It's a story that you can share to help others, to uplift, to empower others, to empower a generation. You know, as a pastor, I get the wonderful privilege of marrying people. And I got my first wedding assignment not too long ago. And I was a bit nervous, um, probably because the biggest factor in it is I'm not married myself, nor am I in a relationship, so, you can understand when they said, Here's a wedding, Matt. Congratulations, it's your first one. And I'm thinking, Right. But then I thought, You know what, Matt? You have a heart to see marriages succeed, you have a heart to see families prosper and flourish. You know, most of you know, but for those of you who don't, I come from a broken family. I live in a blended family. My parents were divorced since I was four. And so I know what it's like to see a family in ruins. But I also know what it's like to see a family flourish. When I got into the first counseling session with this couple, I I found out that they're going into a blended family situation. I mean, how God was this? Or how God was this? I mean, it was amazing. And it's like, I know that because of my story because of my background, because of my life, I'm able to impart wisdom into their future marriage so that they can flourish and so that they can succeed. And you see, the louder a voice is, the louder your voice is, the more it's heard. You know, you take, for example, the anti-bullying movement that's going on worldwide. That started with one story. I don't know who it was but it started with one story. One story about someone saying how they were bullied in school. One story that described how how it affected them. And that one story grew to another story, went to another story, and went to another story. And it kept on going until that one voice turned into hundreds of thousands, even millions of voices worldwide to become this big movement that it is today. Sure, there's a lot of work to do in it, but that one voice got louder and louder and bigger and bigger until it's a movement. Your life speaks volumes. Your life, it speaks volumes. As the band comes up, I'd like to conclude with this. As a generation, your generation, society has called it Generation Z. You guys have a loud voice. If you don't realize you do, well, you do, I'm telling you now. But are you using it? More importantly, are you using it for the glory of God? Are you pushing boundaries? Are you leading the way with your voice? You know, I don't know if you guys were there, but our last all-access service that we had, we had guest speaker Perry Stone, and it was such such an awesome message. And you know, at the end, he he shared a passage with us that kind of stuck with me. And In Acts two, verse seventeen, and that was the passage. Let me share that with you. Listen to it. In the last days, God says, "I will pour out my spirit on all my people." your sons and daughters will prophesy. (laughs) Ground floor. We are in those last days. And with that passage, I believe God just gave you your platform. The question is, what are you going to do with it? How about... Let's be that generation that prophesies. Let's be that generation that lays hands on the sick and heals them. Be that generation that leads and is not led. Be that generation that doesn't doubt, but listens. Be that generation who has a testimony so loud it cannot, it will not be ignored. Come on, guys, I want you to stand up. We're going to get going. We're going to be singing this song again. But I want to challenge you guys tonight. When you're in that main service, in that main sanctuary, you can practice it here, but when you're in there, let's set and lead the atmosphere in the sanctuary. Do something different. Come up with dance moves to the songs we sing for crying out loud. Let's be the one worshiping and leading worship. Lay hands on people and pray for them. Prophesy over them. Push the boundaries. Push the comfort zone. Ground floor, you have a voice. Speak up. Speak loud. And sing until your voice won't let you. Ground floor, if you're here tonight and you want to have a voice in this generation, stand up. Come down front. And we're going to sing until our voice won't let us.
1: Lift your name higher and higher. I sing with the words louder and louder. Your love goes deeper and deeper. You reign forever. and Come on, we sing up. Oh,
0: don't know this Jesus that I've been talking about my friends I want to introduce you to him he is the alpha he is the omega he's the beginning and he's the end no one goes to his father except through him he died on that cross to forgive us of our sins and maybe you're here tonight and you haven't accepted that you haven't asked him to make him the Lord of your life. You haven't asked him to have a relationship with him. Right now, I want to offer that to you. It's very important in the life of our church that at the end of every meeting we offer that. Because so we don't want you to go home saying, I should have, I would have, could have. Or maybe you've made that prayer, but you've kind of floated away. And you want to come back. Well, tonight's your night. On the count of three, if those were any of those two situations were you, I want you to raise your hand, and we want to pray for you right now, tonight, so without a shadow of a doubt, you know where you're going when you die, which is heaven, which is with Jesus. So you continue to use that voice that He's given you. One, With every head bowed and every eyes closed. Two, three, lift your hands. Awesome, thank you. I see that hand. Awesome. You guys can all repeat this prayer after me. And if that was you that raised your hand, just really speak this into your heart. Have it fill your life. Oh God. I come to you in Jesus name. Thank you so much for dying on the cross. Father, please forgive me of all the things I've done wrong. I'm yours now and forever. God, I thank you heard my prayer. Leaving my past behind and I'm following you every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give him a round of applause. All right, you guys, we're just gonna go right back into this chorus. Sing until your voice won't let you. In Jesus' name, praise Jesus.
1: I sing until my voice will
0: I do I want to remind you that find Heather she's wearing a sparkly backpack all the time so look for sparkles and you'll have found Heather it's her birthday we're celebrating her birthday and she's got stuff for us in the back in the cafe so be blessed be dismissed and head over to the cafe to find yourself some birthday treats
2: So